Had that late 14 nothing run been enough to get the Warriors over the Lakers last night, that would have been a devastating loss for L.A. They had the fresher legs. They were If they were going to win this game, uh, they, they needed to take that first game, and they did. Oh, man, that was a hell of a game, first of all, but it was did not break the way the Warriors needed it to. Home court advantage evaporates just like that. And uh, what could have been served up as a devastating loss to the Lakers turns out to be a bad loss for the Golden State Warriors. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show here on Damon Bruce Plus. It's great to have you on the YouTube channel today. Please subscribe, hit that like button, do all the things that make the algorithm happy. We would certainly appreciate that today. The Lakers had one mission. I'm talking about one mission coming into Chase Center and that was to split. So the mission is accomplished, which means here comes your next mission. If the Lakers win game two, this series is all but over for the Golden State Warriors. I really mean that. You do not want to go down to L.A. in an 0-2 hole. Game two is you know calling in a must-win before the math actually says must-win. Feels a little dramatic. I really don't think it is that dramatic. The Warriors have to win on Thursday night and go down to L.A. 1-1. That's just the way I'm looking at it. I think that's the way that they need to treat this game, a full-on red alert game for the Golden State Warriors right off the rip here, basically, in this series. So before we go any further, as you know, I got a couple of sponsors right now who are helping me an awful lot. Uh, thanks so much to Ike. And normally, I would just go ahead and – well, I, I got to figure out how the, the whole camera thing works. I feel like I'm going to be pointing towards Ike, but I'm ne- it's, I always get it wrong. Instead of just bringing on this little character and this face today, I thought for uh, today's Ike promotion, we would take it a, a step further and just bring in Ike himself this afternoon. How are you, my friend? It is good to see you. I'm sorry it's following a, a Warriors loss, but uh, a sandwich can make things better. Yeah, great to see you. And hey, what's up, all you Plusers out there? Thanks for all the support. Oh, look, your support's been incredible. I love that you've been jumping in the chats. I love that you're basically feeding the chat at this point. Uh, I know you, you uh, approved a whole bunch of sandwiches to go out to a whole lot of the people who are in there who downloaded the Ikes app and then uh, sent us their email along. You are just, you're a fantastic guy, man. You treat people right all the time, and that's why I'm so proud to be your friend. I mean, you're just... You're not one of the bad guys. The world's full of bad guys. You're officially one of the good guys. I'll take it. Thanks so much. Yeah, I've been feeding. I love to feed people. I mean, that's how we met in the beginning. It was like, hey, I heard you talking about a sandwich on the air. And I was like, I can make that for you if you want. <laughs> and you did. And that's a good sandwich, man. Try the Damon Bruce. What are you eating later today? Me? I'm probably going to go with, uh, for today, I'm in Phoenix out here doing a, a quantum money mindset class that I'm teaching. And they have a look, they have a sandwich called Shut the Chuck Up, and I'm probably going to eat that in, war, in the honor of the Warriors. You know what, too? And, and poor Charles Barkley, look, he's just, he's jumped the shark. He's a parody of himself. He's not even trying to do anything that resembles analysis at this point. He is just trying to just make fan bases angry. That that's sort of what he does now. I, I wish that there was more there, some actual substance. But oh, yeah. certainly, always a ton of substance from you. You are a diehard Bay Area sports fan. You are a season ticket holder at Chase Center. You are a huge Warriors fans. 
What did you think of last night? Oh, well, I have a lot of thoughts on last night. For, firstly, they the Lakers for sure had Curry. They knew he was just going to try to go to the rack. But I also saw Curry being afraid of contact. He was in the beginning, first quarter. He was trying to navigate around LeBron instead of just, just go at them. Like They had no free throws. And a lot of it was because they also didn't attack the rack. No, it, there, there was for contact. Look, I, I don't think I would do very well going up against LeBron either. I mean, that is just a mountain of a man. But he is uh, – Curry got locked up, and he got caught up in traffic when he was off the ball in a way that Darvin Ham did a really good job coming up with that defensive game plan. Uh, I thought Vanderbilt for the Lakers last night did a great job on Curry. Uh, Schroeder did a really good job on Curry. Game seven Curry was nowhere to be found. In one good indication, I think, though, going forward, why you still got to believe the Warriors can win this series, is game seven Looney. He absolutely yeah. was out there to be found. Another extraordinary performance from a guy who has gone a lot further than you know a role player, even though he's a starting member of the team. People call him a role player. He's turned into something different this postseason. Well, I heard you've been saying lately that you don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And last night I was thinking, you know what? If he does this like every other game on a, on a team that wins another title or maybe two, maybe. The Hall of Famer? I don't know. I don't know. But I, look, maybe, you know, you Jersey. Like the Dennis the Rodman of, of, you know, Steph Curry. Maybe. Maybe. We got a long career still ahead of him. Believe it or not, he's only like, what, 27 years old? That's amazing how young he still is. And he gives us so much old man vibe. Uh, how's things going in Phoenix? How many how many restaurants are we up to now, Ike? Uh, we're opening number 96 on Monday in downtown L.A., so just about 100. Phoenix, we've got 10 out here right now. Wow. Started seven seven years ago, started in my second state of, of Phoenix, and now we're already at 10 here. Man, that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. At what point are you going to like start pushing eastward? At what point are you going to start invading? I'll tell you how you do it. And I, I, yeah, I need to tell you how it's done. This is how you should open up a sandwich chain. I take my advice. I'll, I'll do it. Yes. Tell me. <laughs> college towns. You know that. Yeah. You get the college kids. You got them for life, man. You, I, there needs to be an Ike's in Bloomington. Yes. How do we get Ike? How do we get Ike's to the Big Ten? Well, you might not like this, but we're opening one actually this uh, at the end of the year close to uh, Michigan State. So we will be Big Ten country Good. soon. And then that just means the rest of the area, too. I we'll like be, it. That's sure. I'd love to be in Bloomington. I know some folks that went out there, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. One of them's right here. Yep. Uh, look, man, it is so good to see you. It's great to have you. Uh, I know that there are things that you can't announce, but there's uh, an Ike's coming into San Francisco sooner than later, I'm guessing. Yeah, we've got a, a big announcement coming soon for San Francisco. The, the next Bay Area one that I can talk about is we're opening up in Brentwood in mid-June. We'll have a big grand opening there. We're doing El Cerrito, Fremont, San Leandro. So we got a bunch of Bay Area ones. I know it seems like I've been neglecting the Bay, but we've got at least four more coming in 2023. That's awesome, man. Uh, when store number one hundo goes, I have, is there is there an actual, do you know what will be the 100th store? Well, we're waiting on permits. Hopefully we can get it so the San Francisco one becomes the number 100th. That would be a great full circle, full circle time. 
think we'll of see. the uh, think of the 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 fun we could have that day. Think of that party. Think of the show we will do together from that location. If it indeed, yes. how about this? I don't care if it's number ninety nine or one hundred one. It's going to be a party no matter what, man. Um, your support and your loyalty has meant so much to me, not just right now, but throughout the years. You've been a good friend for a long time. I want to thank you for everything. Uh, hopefully the Warriors turn things around here for you, for me, for everyone involved. And uh, let's see each other soon, man. I, you're, you're such a globetrotter. When are you actually back in the Bay Area? we got to get together, uh, do a little dinner. I'm doing a shoot uh, in mid-May and then again in mid-June, so let's try to make that work out. A shoot. Look at you. What a superstar. Uh, yeah, that's that's the plan. International sex sandwich symbol. <laughs> sex sandwich symbol. I love it. Ike, thank you, buddy. It's so good to see you. Thanks for coming on today and making a little bit of time. Um, how was the, what, you just did the George Lopez, what, golf event? Or how'd that yeah, go? it was a birthday party last night. Uh, birthday, birthday party. party. Birthday party. It's his annual. He does birthday party and charity golf gala. That was awesome. Uh, I've already met a bunch of these guys, but Joe Pesci was there. Don Cheadle was there. George Lopez, obviously, Cedric the Entertainer. We are just feeding them in, in between rounds or in between holes. And uh, they, we have a few poses with the cardboard cutout. So you'll see some stuff on social media coming out soon on, on that. By the way, you got to send me you got to send me a cardboard cutout so I can have a co-host right here. I'll just have Ike right behind me, just lording it, over it's me. On, it's on the way. You, you should expect that soon. Tell Jillian to make sure when it what comes uh, or whoever's at the door, maybe Jack can answer it and, and sign for it. Just scare the hell out of him with a life-size Ike. <laughs> Jack, <wah! laughs> It scares me when one's in the room and I'm not expecting it, so I, I don't doubt it. It is so good to see you, brother. Thank you for everything you've done for the show, for my audience, for the chatters, for the plucers. You are you're 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 a man among men, man. You really are. You're such a good guy, and it's great to have you on here today. We'll do it again real soon. I appreciate that. Oh, and one last thing for the uh, basketball fans, because we have Ike's in in LA too. We're doing a free sandwiches for a year giveaway regarding this series. So just it's on our Facebook or on Instagram page. Ike sandwiches. If you go there, you comment who you think is going to win Warriors Lakers. And from there, we're going to pick one of those. So if a Lakers fan wins or a Warriors fan will win and uh, somebody will win free sandwiches for a year. So just comment on that post. Free Sandos for a year. That sounds it's like as good of a prize as you can win these days. So either Ike, Steph or LeBron will win you free sandwiches for a year, whichever side you're riding with. Not bad. Ike, thank you so much, pal. You're welcome. Catch you soon. You got it. There he is. Ike of Ike Sandwiches, the love is real. The man's reputation speaks for itself. And the sandwiches, they certainly eat for themselves. They are so good. They are fantastic. Go get yourself one this afternoon and tell them that Ike sent you. Uh, Thanks so much for him to coming on by. It really means an awful lot. We have an awful lot of basketball to get into today. I know the chat is probably loving the fact that Ike did a cameo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We, we got people excited to see Ike, uh, my man, Otis Bird Third. That's big time. Talking about uh, uh, 100 stores about to open. We got requests for a little North Bay. Ooh, a new San Francisco location. Can't even tell you where it's going to be. Ar- Ann Arbor next. Well, if he's going outside East Lansing, um, it, it, he needs to come to blooming. Here's the thing. As long as he doesn't go to West Lafayette, if I find out that Ike's is opening close to Purdue, 
I'm going to be deeply offended and we might have to break this relationship right there. But outside of that, I think the relationship is strong and we're going to be just fine. Uh, how about little Sonoma County? Could I get a like the, an Ike's up there? We got Joe saying, love those Ike's and You know what I'm talking about. And my man right here, rocking New Era 84, Ike, a Hall of Famer. Dude, he's a first balloter. That's my guy right there. Absolutely, that is my guy. And I tell you, that was my guy before I was even considered a guy in this town. Like, he called me when I was doing sports phone, like a month into sports phone. I was just like, so, you know, new guy in town. Where should I go eat? And he's called me. He's like, you should come to my place. I asked him, I was like, I remember getting out there and saying, what is the magic? What is the, why is there a line down the block for your sandwiches? And he said, I don't know. It's just, it works. It, whatever we're doing, it's working. So you don't question it. You don't question it. Matt Kane, that's, I'll tell you, that's a sandwich to put him on that sporting map. ESPN's what sandwich. Oh, the year, whatever that was all those years ago. And, Indeed, indeed. Ike is the man. Go, Ike. Crazy, crazy love for my guy. Give him your business. The man doesn't need to do any advertising. Those sandwiches, they speak for themselves. He did it over here because I think he's a fan of what I'm doing. He believes in what I'm doing. The guy's a businessman. He can spot a good opportunity when he sees it, and hopefully he thinks, and this is what I love about him right now. Thank you very much, Ike. Our friendship is is intact after all all right let's get back to the subject at hand here today the fact that the warriors came awfully close to beating the lakers when it looked like that game had gotten away from them um they made a hell of a run at the end of that game the difference in the hell of a run at the end of that game and the rest of that game was steph curry what do you know got involved the warriors got off to a fantastic start last night it was a really good start for Clay Thompson. Each of them had 10 points in the first quarter. Anthony Davis, clearly, he ate well last night. Uh, he got free sandwiches for an entire year in just one evening. That's how good he was last night. The Splash Brothers combining for 20 points felt like a really good omen in the game. It's good to see Clay Thompson watching all of those shots fall. That makes him awfully happy and a Happy and engaged Clay Thompson is what the Warriors are going to need to dig themselves out of the 0-1 hole and get back into this series to win it. Um, Anthony Davis, though, clearly, as great as Kevon Looney was, that's the difference between really good and Hall of Famer. That's the difference. Anthony Davis was a monster last night, an absolute monster. Um, hello, Jamichael Green. In the second quarter, Jamichael Green, who has been an afterthought now for months, right? He shows up, and he actually starts to contribute a little bit, and then he disappears again. Didn't see him in the second half, I believe. But you're here in the second quarter. You got a tremendous pace. You got Clay knocking down threes. Jordan Poole starts to hit some threes, and we got ourselves clearly a playoff game. But what is feeling funny about this? And I'm not saying that anything funny was up, right? I'm not saying that the the officials were giving the Lakers a benefit of the doubt that they weren't giving the Golden State Warriors. But look, the Lakers don't play 
foul-free defense. They are the best team in the NBA at not sending their opponent to the line, and they're very good at getting to the line. Even though they're not particularly great at the line, they go to the line. They get a, a level of superstar treatment that the Golden State Warriors are just never afforded and not afforded on their home court either. I mean, it, it's 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 ridiculous. By the way, I guess I can take the headphones off now. I guess I can take these off right now. But look, you get the Lakers going to the line 17 times before the Warriors shoot one free throw. I know jump shooting teams go to the line less than teams that attack the basket aggressively and blah, blah, blah. We get it. I get it. I get it. The Warriors don't seek the rim enough to go to the line often. But the amount of 17 free throws over there, none over here, that felt a little out of place, especially on the Warriors' home court. Um, Meanwhile, you know, Kerr is worried about his team running out of gas. You can see that in this series. You can absolutely see that in this series. Jonathan Kaminga has the freshest legs on the fucking planet right now. Put him in the game. See what he does in this matchup. Just get him in there. Just get him in there. Maybe something against a tired Lakers team happens for him that didn't happen when he went out and played a a, a Sacramento team that could meet him in athleticism and get up. To me, Jonathan Kaminga was a huge oversight to not even give a single minute to. Not Because last night's game, as much as it felt like something really happened, and look, the old cliche that the playoff series doesn't start until somebody wins on the other team's floor. So the series has started, everyone. But in a feeling each other out, game one, not a minute, not a minute for Kaminga. I, I, okay. Um, Anthony Davis has a double double with two minutes left in the first half. It's the first time in his playoff career he's ever done that. There were some real bad signs when you started looking at the halftime stats. You had the Warriors hitting 13 threes to the Lakers only one, and they're down. I mean, that right there is the first time I said out loud, uh-oh, uh-oh. I mean, the Warriors just played really well. They shot decently. They're getting more shots. They're getting more possessions. They're rebounding well. Looney's looking good. Clay's looking good. Steph, nowhere to be found in that second quarter, and he remained nowhere to be found until about midway through the third. Um. There are a lot of things that should have added up to the Warriors are not just in front, but they got a little lead. But because the Lakers are on the free throw line, every single time we looked up, man, it just it it it, it wasn't a good halftime box score read. That's when I thought Warriors might be in a little trouble here. So the third quarter starts. Brian Anderson is literally talking about how the Warriors are getting killed in the paint at this point. And Wiggins has a huge putback dunk. Again, he was playing aggressively and springy, and he's got to keep that up, and he did a real nice job defensively on LeBron last night. But the Lakers have pushed this sucker to 10. You got Poole hitting a three. That's already his fifth of the game. 
And then right when it feels like, okay, a little momentum's coming, Draymond gets a tech for barking at Ed Malloy. And he actually was begging to be teched a second time after a free throw is shot and there's a little bit of a cool-down period. Draymond just couldn't stop talking to Ed Malloy. Um, thank you for not throwing Draymond out of that game, Ed. You might have been in the right to because you were getting yelled at right here by a guy who set a moving screen. But, of course, Draymond can't see the fouls that he commits. So, you know. I, I, the Lakers had 96 points at the end of three quarters. That's not good. That's not good. They led by eight. So here comes the fourth quarter. You do have Game 7 Looney in the building, but again, Game 7 Curry's nowhere to be found. Jared Vanderbilt did a great job on ball with Curry. He did a good job tying Curry up in traffic all over the court. He really did. He, he was fantastic. He stuck to him like gum. What flavor was he? Dentine. Curry hits a three. He's got 16 points now in the game. The Warriors are down four. The Lakers get it right back to eight, though, on a LeBron bucket. So it's timeout Warriors. And now you see what Anthony Davis is starting to carve out for himself here. Anthony Davis had 30 points and 20 rebounds, joining Tim Duncan as the only two players in NBA history, NBA playoff history, with a 30-plus point game, 20-plus rebound game, 5-plus assist game, 3-plus block game in the postseason. I mean, Anthony Davis was the best player on the court last night, by far. Lakers are up 10. They had been up 14, but they're up 10 with 639 left, and if the Warriors got a push in them, they need to start pushing right now, and this is where things got really exciting for Warriors fans because it started to happen. You had Clay hitting a three to make it an eight-point game. Curry then uh, hits a layup, his 22nd point of the evening. So now it's down to six. And then the single biggest sequence of the entire night plays out. Andrew Wiggins turns into an offensive rebounding machine in a possession where he grabs two offensive rebounds around three, two of them being wide-open brand threes, three missed threes, two offensive rebounds for Wiggins, three threes on that trip down the court, none of them stuck. Had one of them fallen, it's a three-point game. Doesn't happen, but it's an 11-0 run. Lakers take the ball back down the court. Nothing. Pool, he does hit a three. So now it is a three-point game. You got Draymond missing a layup. Not the time for him to get aggressive offensively normally, but he did. Uh, had Draymond been better around the rim last night, maybe the Warriors win that game. The Lakers turn it right back over, though, after LeBron traveled. LeBron got called for a travel in a big moment in the game. Curry ties it. At 112, when he knocks down a three, it's officially a 14-0 Warriors run that is stopped by D'Angelo Russell with a, uh, a a bucket. So now it's Lakers up two, a minute five left. LeBron 
at the line. He hits one of two free throws. It's a three-point Laker lead. And then Jordan Poole, the -the jack-in-the-box taco, that is Jordan Poole, he takes a totally out-of-control, doesn't have his feet underneath him, left-handed layup, challenging LeBron. I mean, Poole going to the rack is great. Poole going to the rack out of control is less than great. And then, you know, it's 15 seconds left. Jordan Poole unleashing a 38-footer. Two awful shots by him in the two had-to-have-him possessions of the game. And what Jordan Poole giveth, he taketh away a little bit later on. If you subscribe to the Damon Bruce podcast, you can listen to the conversation that I've had with Nick Wright. We are dropping it at 2 o'clock this afternoon here on YouTube. But Nick Wright said something in that conversation that was interesting, saying that every single moment Jordan Poole is on the court, that's a win for the Lakers because that's how ineffective he is defensively. And they just went right after him, right after him, right after him. Here's an almost fact about last night's game. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the first teammates with 20, 10, and 5 and three blocks each in the same game since blocks were first tracked in the 73-74 season. ESPN then retracted that because review of the game took an assist away from LeBron James. But that's still how good the two of them were. When we talk about who are the best two teammates in the NBA, well, you know, it could be Tatum and Brown. It could be uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. It could be, uh, what, Luka and Kyrie. Well, no one really said that. But, you know, it's got to be the Splash Brothers. Uh, Certainly, it's, you know, the the, the big three for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, But you look around the league and there are a lot of, I like that combination, I like that combination. The combination of LeBron James and Anthony Davis fell out of fashion. And, you know, I don't know, you know, what about Embiid and Harden? By the way, Embiid coming back tonight, I went ahead and made the ticker explaining NBA action, so I'll put that up here for you right now. But we forgot about Anthony Davis and LeBron James being healthy together. Didn't you? Didn't you? You did a little. I did a little. They're unbelievable. Those two guys are unbelievable. Davis was specifically unbelievable. LeBron can't sustain a level of unbelievable play over the course of an entire game. But when something needs to happen, that guy makes it happen. The Warriors have no one to blame but themselves. They shouldn't blame the free throws on last night's game. They should blame themselves for last night's game. And... There is no time to cry because game two comes up already tomorrow night, Thursday night. We're back at Chase Center and the game two adjustments to me have to start right here. The ball needs to be in Steph Curry's hand. Steph Curry disappeared for a quarter and a half last night. That can't happen ever again. 
in this series. That cannot happen in any postseason game the Warriors play. Where's Steph? Well, he's, he's, he's locked up. He's off the ball. He, 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 normally when Steph goes off the ball, that's when the magic starts, right? Nobody relocates better than him. The Warriors built their near comeback last night by putting the ball back in Steph's hands. He's got to initiate the offense. you got to have him do that. Curry has to have the ball in his hands. He got wiped out in traffic by Jared Vanderbilt, who is faster and longer than I remember him being. The way that he stuck to Steph was wildly impressive. And Schroeder, he can't, you can't let him go off like that. Warriors made their run in the fourth with Looney out of the game. Now, Looney needs to play. We know that. But against the trees that are the Lakers, the Warriors might just have to small ball this bad boy. And as much as we have correct, frustrating things to say about Jordan Poole, i got to stop shaking my, I do this, and when my elbow's on the table, the table starts shaking. i got to stop that. Um, I think they got to go small ball straight up. You got to look, it needs to either be Wiggins at the five or Draymond at the five, and then maybe just go Curry, Clay, Poole, and what? Gary Payton the second, who didn't have a good game. Dante DiVincenzo, dude, you got to get more aggressive. You got to hit some shots. You can't have these I didn't score tonight bullshit games. You just, you can't. It can't, can't happen. Do you think Andre Iguodala can actually nut up for fucking once this year and give the Warriors some minutes? Does all he have left in him is hand claps? What a waste of space Andre Iguodala is. And I don't want to hear a word from Steve Kerr about, well, you don't know about how much he does and talks to this team and gets guys ready to play. Do your guys weren't ready to play all fucking year for the most part. And what you need is another body who can be ready to play. And if that body can't be Andre Iguodala, his body shouldn't be on your bench. If he can't take the tennis balls off his walker, don't even bring him to L.A. Make him watch it on television. Andre Iguodala, nut up and go play, old man. You're needed. and You're not going to be needed for 25-minute stretches. You need 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 important minutes. Andre Iguodala's got to give this team something other than hand claps. Oh, but he helps these young guys break down film. Well, then how come the young guys on this team kind of suck then? And oh, by the way, is Jonathan Kaminga even still on this team? Because in a world where running out of gas is a problem, why don't you go get the man with the gasolina? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Good to see Moses Moody out there a little bit last night. He didn't do shit. Warriors got some real positive signs to look at. The fact that they closed a gap in that game so it wasn't a, an embarrassing loss is great. But I'll tell you what it was. It was a bad loss. The Lakers needed I mean, needed to split. They've done it. If they go up to nothing, the Warriors are in a world of trouble. This ain't the Sacramento Kings. 
and those two games that have that you lost will have come on your home court. That can't happen. It's a must-win in Game 2 for the Warriors. It really is for them to have a shot in this series. I mean, I don't know what more there is to say. I, I, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on, but there's, there's really nothing more to say. We know what needs to happen. Curry's got to play better. You got to get to the free throw line. You got to stop inviting the Lakers to the free throw line every chance they get. You're not going to slow down Anthony Davis. You're not going to slow down LeBron James. Let them do what they do and start cutting off spigots everywhere else. You know, Austin Reeves can't have a a, a game where. And he didn't even have a great game, but it felt like, you know, in a moment where, hey, the Warriors got it down to five, that's when he would hit a three. It's the timely contributions from Reeves that the Warriors need to relax on. And pack that paint. Uh, Pack the paint. Because the Lakers aren't here to shoot threes. And when the three's not falling, the Warriors are going to have trouble winning games the three was kind of fallen last night and they lose no bueno no bueno we're going to get back to the chat we're going to hop into club plus here in just a little bit but real quick just a smidge of baseball on our way out the door today uh the giants yesterday win two to nothing uh, Anthony DeSclafani was really good over eight innings. He saved an overworked bullpen in Houston. That's good. Um, hopefully Logan Webb can go today and not take what it would. Uh, Logan Webb be looking at his fifth. No, he's already got five losses. His he, one and six start for Logan doesn't sound good. Um, Estrada saw Pavs make a note on Tyro Estrada saying. Did you know that he leads baseball's second baseman in war right now? He got on base four times last night, and a four-game losing streak is over. So I guess that's good news for the Giants. But they got to get healthier, they got to get better, and we've been saying that all year. Meanwhile, the A's, seven hitless innings from rookie Mason Miller, and they lose 2-1 to one in front of a crowd that was nearly non-existent. Um, fuck John Fisher. The A's are 6-24 and 24 because that's exactly where John Fisher wants them. And I encourage all of you to read a Las Vegas Review Journal article by Sam Gordon where he basically says the A's do not deserve Las Vegas. And, the, uh, and Las Vegas is way too valuable to give to someone who's as bad at this as John Fisher is, who as is is as distrustworthy, untrustworthy, distrustworthy, untrustworthy as John Fisher is with a team's ability to compete. Expansion remains a far better option. John Fisher doesn't deserve Vegas, writes Sam Gordon, especially in the light of purchasing 49 acres while talking with Oakland which proves he's a bad-faith operator. Kind of paraphrasing here. And then you look at that team. That team is pathetic for one reason. It ain't Mark Kotze's fault. It ain't those players' fault. It's their owner's fault, who basically 
you know, sent, what's it say? You don't, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. The A's are out there with fucking sporks, plastic sporks from KFC. That's what the A's got. They didn't even bring a knife to the gunfight. They bring sporks. And that's who the Oakland A's are right now because their owner is the worst son of a bitch that has ever owned a sports team. And you know where John Fisher was last night? He was at Chase Center. No wonder why the Warriors lost. That guy's a fucking loser. If his daddy weren't rich, you would have never known his name. The amp set list last night was hot fire. As you know, we start with How to Kill a Radio Consultant by Public Enemy. We always end with a tweezer coming from MSG as long as the, as long as the Knicks are alive. Had a day of outrage, Operation, Operation Snatchback by X-Clan. Jump in the Line by Harry Belafonte. He made the uh, playlist on AMP last night. Express Yourself, NWA, Genius of Love, Tom Tom Club, Steve Biko by A Tribe Called Quest. It was a good one. I'll be on the AMP app following game two, live from Chase Center. Uh, you can go ahead and get that podcast anytime you need it. It's downloadable anywhere you download your podcast right now. We're about to hop into Club Plus. going to remind you that Nick Wright will join me on my YouTube channel, the premiere of Nick Wright joining me on my YouTube channel today at 2 o'clock. So watch it then, or you can listen to the podcast. That's already up right now. We give it to you early. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're going to hop into the Club Plus here in just a second, but I need to let all of you know that sports don't build character. They reveal it. 